0: Or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. The numbers told the story, they always do. This
1: is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
2: Good Friday morning, too. This is a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, FUBO, Sling, GamePlus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay in tow. Jeff, how you doing? You recovered from 61 games across 18 conferences? Recovered? Based on your bets. I don't know. Maybe you I, did well. I had a
1: great start yesterday. You were, you we were, were a 1-0 against Greg Peterson. Head-to-head. <laughs> plink.
2: Ultimate Plinko affair between A&M and Florida. You come out on top. I believe you're one and 0 lifetime against Dr. Bob, too, aren't you? Look at you.
1: Look at you. Time to go 1-1 today,
2: right? And now, Jeff Parlay to brag. Now, we, we do have Dr. Bob coming up later on the show. We also have Matty Cox from Three Man Weave to talk about not 61 games over 18 conferences today, but 44 games, including a whole bunch of semifinals across 18 conferences. So we'll get to those, Not all, maybe not all 44, but we'll get to a bunch of them with both Matt, uh, Matt Cox from Three Man Weave and Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob stole later on the show. Uh, five minutes with Andy McNeil. He's got a, quote, banger of a bet in hockey. Though well, I'm not sure it's a banger of a bet anymore because it's drifting. But it's still a bet that that he wants to share with us for today on the Hockey Slate. Paul Carr's got Premier League picks if you want that action this weekend as well. Vinny will be here. Vinny Maolio later on the show. Um, But to clear the way for college basketball, let's just talk about a couple things that happened yesterday to get these out of the way here early on the show. Not to get them out of the way, but I have sort of a betting-related comment on, well, at least one of them. If not two, both of them. Let's start with baseball. Yesterday, uh, baseball's coming back in case you missed it. Looks like opening day is going to be April 7th for the Major League Baseball season. So all of that just to miss a week, and they're going to make up the games. So we'll have a full 162-game season beginning, expected to begin, on April 7th. Every player in Major League Baseball, mandatory, has to report this Sunday and then spring training starting next Thursday, six days from now. So it's real quick. Everything going is going to happen. 162-game season once they make it all up. A 12-team postseason this year. Doubleheaders go back to nine innings, and extra innings will not start with a man on second. So the seven-inning doubleheaders and the uh, the ghost man on second, if you will, though he wasn't a ghost, are relics of the pandemic now. You like that both of those have gone away, Jeffrey? You appreciate it? Or just, good riddance. Good riddance, you say. What do you say about universal DH? Because we're getting that, too.
1: Yeah, well, I, I was kind of resigned to the fact that this was going to happen, so. You don't sound so happy about it. Nah, it is what it is. Look at you, a bit of a purist.
2: There you go. I like it. Well, we will have universal DH. Nationally, we'll use the DH. Now, here's the thing. So all of that is this year. Next year, so we're going to have a 45 day window. Now, though, so that's all. That's all this year. Now we have a 45 day window to vote on the stuff that honestly will change the fabric of baseball, in my opinion and will be the betting-related stuff. DH, obviously, National League, I mean, people can figure that out for themselves. People are are used to DH in the American League. Not that the National League rosters are necessarily constructed as well as the AL teams at this point to have a really good ninth hitter at this point. But the stuff that they'll vote on that will only be implemented in 2023 is the good stuff. And specifically what I'm talking about is a pitch count and a really rigidly, we hope, enforced pitch count, which is when runners are not on base, you got a 19-second pitch count. Pitch clock, not count, sorry. Pitch clock. (laughs) Pitch count would be funny if you could add it in 19 seconds. Pitch clock for 19 seconds with no runners on base. Uh, Excuse me, 19 with none, 14, oh, it's the other way around. 14 with none, 19 with one, I got to confuse now. But here's the deal that is going to really change run production because these pitchers are not going to have the same amount of time to rest in between pitches, especially closers who throw 100 miles per hour. The days of them being able to sort of walk it off after throwing a 100-mile-per-hour pitch and sort of taking their time to throw a second one, there's going to be a lot of fatigue. There's going to be a lot of hanging pitches, and I think that the betting market will not get with those totals quickly enough, it will eventually adapt to that change of the game, but it will there'll be a period where we'll be able to take advantage of it. But again, that's something they vote on for 2023, not this year. but keep that in mind, pitch clock, 14 seconds with no runners on base, 19 seconds with runners on base. and then the other thing is the uh, you know the banning of the shift, which is obviously uh, something that I wish they had organically gotten out of the game by. You know, batters actually bunting against it, making opposing managers realize, oh, we better not do the shift. But no, they had to legislate it out. So that's the good stuff. None of that for this year, though. But keep that in mind. Let's file that away for totals, betters, a year in advance, if, in fact, that does come down. In the NBA yesterday, and this is more betting stuff for these, this coming month coming up, and specifically for the last week, and really the last weekend of the NBA season— but last night, the Brooklyn Nets went into Philly. Ben Simmons on the bench. Have no idea why he, he went in there and sat on the bench and had the prospect of having booze rained on him for an entire uh, evening of basketball. But his teammates took care of that. The Nets crushed the Sixers 129-100. to 100, Easily getting the money line at plus 155. They led by as many as 36. This game was over quick. James Harden came up hugely small in this. Hugely small, by the way. Really small in this game. Joel Embiid got points, but most of those were from the line, and the Nets just crushed him again. 29-point win, led by as many as 36. But the betting angle on this, now here's, so you never want to make too much of one game in any NBA season. But I sort of, I'll throw this to you, Jeff. A game like that, where the Nets come in to Philly and crush them as they did. You don't think that leaves a mark in, their, in, in the Sixers' collective heads? You don't think that's a lingering loss, despite what James Harden said after that game? said, oh, that's the best thing that could happen to us. We really got our, uh, we really got our butts, ho- uh, butts whooped. By the way, Harden's saying this after going 3-for-17 from the field.
1: I don't know about if it's lingering in the back of their minds. What we do know now is we have a big – we have had plenty of sample size where Harden just doesn't show up in these big games. We saw it in Houston at times. We saw it uh, – again, he was hurt last year with the Nets, so he can't, he can't hold that against him. But we've seen it enough with him. And that would be the only concern I would come out of this. The Embiid will be fine – uh, he, he just had it all, He's allowed to have one non-spectacular night with the run that he's on. But here's, here's Harden, the, Harden is the concern for me still. Here's my theory on this, though.
2: This is what I'm getting at. I believe it does linger in their heads to the point where, now work with me, follow me, right now there's roughly 15 games left in the NBA season, give or take a few games for each of these teams. So the, the conclusion of the regular season is a few weeks away. Four weeks away. Miami Heat have a two-game lead in the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee's in second with that loss yesterday. Philly's in third, three games back. And then Chicago, Boston, and Cleveland right in there within two games of Philly. Brooklyn currently in the eighth position. And remember how the play-in works for those who forget this 7-8-9-10 uh, deal that started last year. Seven plays eight. The winner becomes the official seven seed. Nine plays ten. The winner of that plays the loser of the 7-8 game to find out who the eighth seed will eventually be with a victory. So if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, and you're, because right now you got to figure Brooklyn probably ends up with a, with a seven seed. Listen, if they're the eight, they're probably playing the Heat, although we shouldn't say that. It's only a two-game lead. But let's just say the Heat end up with a number one seed. The only other possibility would be for the Nets to get to seven. They're not going to not make the playoffs, one would think. And so if you're the Sixers sitting at like two or three, as they are right now, they're at three, but they're only one game behind two. And let's say you're in a position the last week of the season, you can't do this too early, right? Because there's too many teams clumped right behind you, like the Bulls, the Celtics, and the Cavaliers. You don't want to fall too far because then you risk not having home court in the first round of the NBA playoffs. So you can't do this too far in advance. But that last weekend of the season, Jeff, you don't think if they're in a position where they're like, "Well, if we win these games, we might up we might end up as the second seed. But if we lose or if we, let's say, don't try to maximize our possibilities of winning, we could be we could solidify the third seed, not flirt with the second seed and eliminate all possibilities of playing the Nets in the first round of the playoffs. You don't think that's not in play for the final weekend of the season?
1: I don't, for one reason. Because if you, they have to play... You crazy. I, if they have to play Milwaukee without home court home court advantage, they're losing that series. I don't, that's, that's, that's two weeks away. Okay. All right. After that thing last
2: night, you don't think that final weekend of the season, they're going to be teetering on the three, just the scenario that I'm given.
1: And they're like, um... Yeah. Here's the big issue that they do. They may have though, and you've mentioned it. You can't start it too early. Yeah, you can't. There is a legitimate scenario where they lose home court. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Chicago, and Boston are separated by one game going into the last week. So I'm saying. So they may not even have like even if that is is in the back of their heads, they may not have the option if they want to make sure that they can keep home court in the first round. It, it would be
2: dicey if it were still that close the final weekend of the season, for sure. That's why I was saying. You can't do it too early. You'd you'd have to be really careful about how you did it. But I'm just saying, like, because that giant, and they're not even a sleeping giant anymore, but because that giant exists in the play-in, I wouldn't be surprised if for betters, there isn't an opportunity in Sixers game that final weekend. Now, we would like to be able to do more than $20 money line parlays that weekend, as some books limited folks to here in town that final weekend. Can we get something, please? Can we just get a weekend where we can bet more than that on a situation like that? Um... But I think that's something that just to file away in the back of your mind. I don't, by the way, The conversely in the in the uh, Western Conference, I don't think people feel the fear of the Lakers at all. I don't think anybody cares if they play the Lakers. Why, why would you? Why would you? Why would you at all? Uh, we'll come back. College basketball. Matt Cox from Three Man Weave. 44 games to get to. We'll find out his best bets on the other side. At 3MW underscore CBB for the Three Man Weave crew. That's next right here on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love MGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Matty Cox from Three Man Weave joins us. How you doing, Matt? Gil, I'm delightful. How are you? Oh, it is a delightful time of year again. Uh, best time of year. Best time of year. 61 games yesterday, 44 today. Let me ask you just the real quick, real quick reactions to this. The epidemic of the quickness with which big leads dissipate these last couple days. It's, insane. it's insane. insane. You look at a screen one second, you're like, oh, well, they're done. They're, they're up 14. That, that Maryland near comeback against Michigan State, Villanova racing back against St. John's. We was talking about the ones that happened concurrently. Villanova against, uh, I'm sorry, uh, was it St. John's? Yeah, St. John's yesterday. And there was a there was TCU. A TCU. I mean, Florida. Florida, Florida Texas, to tie they tie it's it Michigan, up. Indiana. Michigan, Indiana. Michigan, Indiana. So Most many. Most of my heart, of obviously
4: yeah that was one No, it's someone made a killing out there Gil live betting i don't know who that person that, is but they are a sharper man than me and you math is exactly
2: what i said last night on primetime action i said clearly the winner here is whoever was smart enough to just play all these teams that were way down and was just randomly saying "Yep, yeah, i'm gonna play the comeback here i'll take them plus whatever points you know it is at this point that was the big winner here in the last couple of days. And then the other thing we've talked about this earlier this week, but it happened again uh, yesterday in the Utah state game, the epidemic of referees, just loving to call charges, even when it's not a charge at all.
4: Ban charges, Gil. I've been on that. Ban them. Um, <laughs> just ban them completely. I'm um, this. it's ruined the game. It, it's become a ref show. Uh, I, I, give a shout out to Mark Titus, who I think was the first to form the coalition to ban charges. Now, let me be very clear. The offensive player control files are fine, right? Like when a player barrels through and, and lowers his shoulder and the defenders in good position. Yeah, that should be a charge. But these situations when you have like the five ten unathletic kid sliding in to take a charge over the six, <laughs> seven acrobatic leaper, it's like, what are we doing? Like, why are we discouraging awesome, fun, highlights in our game and also aiding toward potential catastrophic injuries it just makes no sense to me so
2: so what you are Matt is you're an unathleticist is what you are you're a uh, um you're prejudiced against unathleticism
4: right which uh, well I'm not because I am in that boat myself so if I were biased I'd be supporting the charge but even for someone like myself who has no shot to go up against any of these athletes and challenge vertically um it's still just a disaster gotta get rid of it All right.
2: 44 games. Let let me, let me, I'll let you cherry pick them here after this, but I want to get to the ones that start earliest because one starts in a little over an hour. Big 10, Indiana. We just uh, alluded to Indiana with the big comeback against Michigan yesterday. By the way, uh, Juwan Howard after the game and his return sure sounded like he was comfortable that Michigan was going to the big dance. Are you as sure?
4: I'm not the bracketologist expert amongst us yeah. Weavers, but it sounds like Michigan um, and Indiana both are straddling the fence pretty hard right now. I think Michigan's a little safer than Indiana. I think IU needs a win today to feel better about their chances. Um, if I'm laying the, if I'm setting the odds for Indiana's prognosis, if today's game just didn't happen, it's a coin flip. You know, it's like minus 110. I would say. I think there's actually props out there to bet tournament. Um, Yes. You know, to bet teams to make or, or miss, I haven't looked at those yet. I'm sure Kai and Jim are all over those. I, I would bet Indiana's probably around even money, minus 110 to get in, as of this current moment.
2: Any play on this game, Eli and I favored by six in the Big Ten quarters?
4: Yeah, it got smashed up. Um, I think the early money has the right side here. Open at three and a half. I'm not going to touch it at the current price. Um, I, I worry Indiana runs out of steam after that monstrous comeback yesterday, and it's just a brutal matchup. I do not trust Indiana's guards. Um, and we saw yesterday, especially teams with the day off, the, the rest advantage, catching the lower-seeded team, playing on a back-to-back, played very well. So I, I'm trying to give more credit in my handicapping to those teams with, the, with those buys. Um, you look at the, the whack as well tonight, right? A team that's two teams playing against teams that have played back-to-back days. Um, I, would be, I would tread lightly, I guess, backing the dog in those scenarios. Ben Wilson on the call when it comes to whack games.
2: We always want to point that out. Uh, yeah, starting, exactly. sure. starting uh, at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern. Uh, we referenced Texas A&M. They squandered that lead against Florida, wanted in overtime. They're up against Bruce Pearl's Auburn Tigers. Auburn favored in this one, of course, by nine let let's call it. What do you like?
4: No strong take here, again, just because of that situational dynamic I just talked about. I do lean Auburn. Um, 10 is a big number to lay with a team I don't really trust to hold leads. Especially against AM, who can pressure and can wreak havoc and have the DNA to mount one of those massive comebacks we saw yesterday. So I'll probably be looking at Auburn first half, um, which I believe is sitting at five and a half, six right now. But that's the right side, I think. Just would be a little bit weary laying the full game number.
2: How much, by, by the way, how much first half betting do you do? Like, do you get to the point where you're like, I've, I've lost too much? I've been on the wrong side of too many of these shenanigans at the end of the games. I'm just playing
4: first halves. Need to do more of it. Uh, I tell myself that about once a week when I have just a massive run of, of second half, you know, i should say, but um, I yeah, I definitely should be playing more, but um, not enough as I should. The problem is that the lines just don't go up till later and you typically betting into a sharper number. However, it seems like even against the sharper number, the first halves have played out stronger for my handicapping this season. But I mean, I think it's all individual, right? So if you're not in the same boat as me, if you're not handicapping the same way I am, then I wouldn't trail that just because that's what's worked out better for me.
2: All right, the only other uh, early game well, the early, of the earliest three uh, at a 10 by the way. It's, I'm just going to cut the line here, and then I'm going to ask you to give us your best bets. But Fordham and Davidson in the Atlantic 10, for those who want some early action. Um, again, 18 conferences in play still today. Arguably the best single day of college basketball of the year. This is uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, with Davidson favored by 12.
4: Yeah, I think the early money has this one right too. Similar situation. You have a team with the bye with the rest advantage catching a team on that true um back to back here. It's been bet up to twelve, opened at ten. Again, I don't want to lay the full twelve on the full game just because Fordham has the ability to bring take these games and turn them into a muck rock fight type of affair. Total's been bet down to one twenty nine. So I think Sharp Money sees it to play very low scoring. Again, similar thing with Auburn. I'm going to take first half probably. Uh, minus seven, minus seven and a half. Cut off some of that full game value, or I think Ford can maybe mount to come back in some late game bogus. Remove that variance from the equation. So right. I think first halves are, are a good play today. What's your favorite bets of the day? Uh, I got a few. I like Rutgers a lot. Don't want to get in the way of that Iowa steam. But again, same situation. Rutgers with the rest advantage. Shocking that they actually got the forcing in the Big Ten with that double buy. But big spot for them. They're catching a touchdown. I think it's way too high. Already beat Iowa once this season. Um, I think that's just too many points to to, uh, to be given to a team with the rest advantage and who's already beat Iowa this season. I think that's a pretty a matchup. Um, I took both of the Conference USA games. Uh, took the dog in both looking at Louisiana Tech um, against North Texas. I wouldn't endorse it now in the show. It's been bet down to three and a half. I hopped in at five. So that's been bet way up. And UAB, too on the the later game there at the Frisco Disco, as they call it, opened at four. Now it's up to minus seven against Middle Tennessee, who's been like the best ATS team in the country this year. Um, I would not lay that full game seven again. I think I'd take first half um, just trying to remove some of that second half variance that I was so scarred by yesterday. All
2: right. These might be the two marquee matchups of the game. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Obviously, UConn and Villanova in the Big Ten and LSU-Arkansas in the SEC. Any thoughts on either
4: of those? just saw arkansas take some money i yeah. thought the opener was a little bit short uh it's up to three now again i think that's about right um so no play for me there i, I do like um connecticut though in the other one um, i'm a big believer in nova in the tournament but i like connecticut in this spot in this matchup today uh i think this game plays closer to a you know basically a, a coin flip it's been bet down so some money has come in on the huskies i'd still take it a plus two uh, in fact i'll probably add it here after the show the more i think about it I just like the way they're playing right now. Um, Nova has not looked as sharp recently. Again, I think the Turrent will be a good bet, but in this matchup um, against that size and physicality of the Huskies, I think Connecticut has the edge here.
2: Uh, we are talking about the uh, you know the way that games turn. Duke Syracuse yesterday. Duke with that flourish at the end of that game. Man, Ooh, I, th- I think yeah. I, I speak for America when I was uh, when I say well everybody was hoping that Syracuse without buddy Beheim was going to pull off the upset yesterday. Where do you stand on Duke now? They get beat by Carolina in the Coach K swan song at Cameron, and they just get by against the uh, undermanned Syracuse team yesterday. What are your thoughts on them moving forward here? Not only ACC but Big Dance.
4: I still have them rated as the second best team in the country, but like I have a big fat asterisk next to it because I know it's not a reliable rating and it's not one I'm trusting over the course of a long potential six game tournament run. I'm going to have to look at the draw hard to trust this team, but I think if you can tell me they're going to play their B game or better all the way through the first two, three rounds, I feel pretty damn good about them making the final four, but their defensive lapses, their energy lulls has really been perplexing maybe in a tournament that's eliminated because it's, you know, you lose or you go home. Um, but we'll see today. Miami exploited them last matchup. They beat them at Duke. I'd like to see some adjustments from Coach K when it comes to like defending ball screens. Duke's been terrible uh, at that all adjustments season.
2: Adjustments from Coach K? What are you talking
4: about? I know. I feel like he stopped doing that like in 2018. So a little worried about that, but yeah. uh, I still think Duke's all the way legit. I just don't trust them enough to back them. Um, with conviction in a future Final Four or national
2: right. title. 2018. I told you my Lehigh assistant coach story, right when I was on the plane and after the upset, he oh, looked that's right. it yeah, over. Oh,
4: uh, yeah, right over McCollum. Yeah, with McCollum,
2: he's like, "Hey, uh, what are you doing over there? I was betting baseball." He's like, "Yeah, we were just <laughs> we were just so shocked in that game that he didn't adjust to us at all at halftime." Did nothing. Yeah, that Did was nothing. all the way back then. Matt, appreciate it. Enjoy the day of college hoops, man.
4: You too, sir. Good luck to that. Matt Cox, everybody,
2: at 3MW underscore CBB, part of the three-man weave crew. Coming back, five minutes of hockey with Andy McNeely's got a banger of a bet.
0: A numbers game with Gil Alexander on
1: VSIN, the sports betting network.
2: Well, I think it's time for me to huddle up with those three man weave boys and have a little discussion, isn't it, Joe? Oh, are we on air? Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN College Hoops experts, uh, that's the, co- the college hoops experts, that is, including Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Heumann, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray, they'll analyze every game on Sunday. Discuss with bookmakers making the lines about everything and find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one. Tournament betting with the Veasan College Hoops Experts this Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, free on Veasan.com. So much college basketball between then and now. It's hard to uh, focus on selection Sunday. By the way, tournament Players Championship yesterday, uh, golf's de facto fifth major, had a uh, suspension due to inclement weather. Then they resumed. Then they suspended play from darkness on and off. We were sort of saying on primetime action last night, we hope it gets delayed all the way to Monday just so we can spread out the sports. Because if you've got the final round of the TPC on Sunday during selection site, it's too much. So uh, hopefully uh, they uh, delay it into uh, Monday. We get tweets at beating the book. This is from uh, Larry L. Oh, Larry L. I know. I was going to get to this. Due to your show now, uh, d- what does he say? Due to your show now, watching and learning tennis. Oh, there you go. Did Parisis Diaz employ the tennis version of the pre fent defense last night? Had that same sick feeling in my stomach as I screamed at her from my recliner to start attacking. Larry L., uh, we do have two tennis picks coming up. Thank you for reminding me. Yesterday, we had six on the show. One got canceled, so we ended up with five. We end up two and three. But what Larry is referring to is that we should have been three and two because we were up five to one in the third set of that, up two breaks, and managed to lose. Oh, brutal. Two tennis picks coming up later on the show. Uh, so we lose a unit yesterday on the two and three. Uh, this is from Tom F. talking about my uh, Sixers theory of the final weekend of the season. He said, as a Sixers fan, yes, give me third seed and let the Bucks or he deal with the Nets. So he's already waving the white flag. And this is from uh, Philly Boy LV 4223. He said, 100% agree with the refs' propensity for calling too many dumb charges. Shaking my head. Yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen from North at the border, five minutes on hockey with great Andy McNeil. How you doing, Andy?
5: I'm doing pretty good. It doesn't sound like we have much time for, for pleasantries though, Gil. So
2: oh, I've got a pleasantry for you. You ready for this prediction? I expect yeah, yeah, really I expect really big things for you in the coming weeks. That's that's my prediction. How about that?
5: I feel like you yeah, might have some inside information. you yeah, might so. have
2: some inside information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Andy, uh, real quick before we get to your banger of a bet. I described it as a banger <laughs> of a bet, even though because you used that word earlier this morning, it's not quite the banger that it was, but it's still a bet. Um, and there's only four games tonight, so I'll get your thoughts on each real quick. But uh, one, one thing for the casual hockey fan who, again, in case they missed it, we hockey is, is the sort of thing that's happening this year is you have these massive favorites. Maybe not every night but certainly a lot of nights, and some nights it's multiple games. And so the only question I will ask about that is, is there a team that is often the big dog in those scenarios that you are more willing to bet, generally speaking, than the others? Like, which is the best of those bad teams that might actually get your money on a given night?
5: Wow, that's a, that's a tough question. I, I really can't think of a, of a bad team off the top of my head. I mean, it kind of... Um... Like, it's kind of all about timing and, and you know every every team kind of has their day and, and their their little their little run of, of good fortune uh, you know for example the Arizona coyotes are a, a team uh, right now that are, are putting up a lot of goals over the last uh, handful of games and um, you know that's probably not going to uh, not going to continue for the, the rest of the season but um, you know yeah based on based on the research that, that I've done um, you know oftentimes when a team is scoring uh, it, it's it's um, you know there there's there it's useful there's value in in you know taking stock into a, a team's uh, recent performance their current form um, uh, you know and and uh, when a team is scoring you um, at that kind of rate, um, they can probably carry it over for for a few more games at least. So, um, you know, you've you've kind of got to l- pick your spots and and look for those teams that are are kind of blooming at the right time.
2: Okay, ready for the banger of the be- uh, banger of your, of the bet that you've got <laughs> going on. What do you got here? Give it to us. Yeah,
5: so I'm I'm on the the, the Pittsburgh Penguins pretty heavy here. Uh, I was. Very surprised to see this game open up around minus one forty. I believe I laid an average price of around minus one fifty. Uh, I still love this this bet all the way up to minus one eighty. I don't think it's going to get there. There appears to be some resistance. Uh, another you know group of, of betters that that seems to like the Vegas Golden Knights uh, has uh, has seemingly. Um, push this line back down. It, it did get up to minus 175 at some sportsbooks, but seems to be settling around minus 165. I think there's a lot of value here. This Vegas Golden Knights team has been you know struggling as of late, and this is a terrible spot for them. The, Ve- the, the Pittsburgh Penguins have had two days off, uh, and this is the sixth game in nine days for Vegas. And They've lost eight of their last 13 games since the All-Star break. They've scored two or fewer goals in eight of those 13 games. Uh, this offense is really performing at a, you know, pathetic uh, level right now. And uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, I mean, they're coming off two losses to the, the Hurricanes and the Panthers. which There's no shame in that whatsoever. And... They are, you know, they grade out as a, a top five team by expected goals. They have a significant edge uh, in most categories over the Vegas Golden Knights. And then, you know, you factor in scheduling and rest. And this is a great spot for the Penguins to get a, a win over a Vegas team that that can't seem to score many goals lately.
2: Can't seem to score many goals. By the way, last night, how about uh, Jack Eichel in Buffalo? Boy, they uh, they do not enjoy him, do they? And he doesn't he doesn't seem Did to enjoy see them.
5: Yeah, Did you see his post game comments. Yeah, where he's guessing, like, oh, it's most,
2: most fired up I've ever seen that crowd before." <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, throw yeah. a little shade. I mean, yeah.
5: it's it's entertaining, right? So
2: yeah. All right. Well, any, any real quick thoughts on the other games that you're that you decided not to bet, but what might you what might trigger a bet on those?
5: Well, I, I think there's a, a I think the the matchup between uh, Columbus and Minnesota is intriguing. Minnesota is another team that's playing their sixth game in nine days, but obviously the Blue Jackets played on Friday, so they don't have uh, that much of a rest advantage here um but you know minnesota has had one of the worst save percentages in the nhl since the all-star break columbus is uh ranked 30th on defense but both of these teams are, are top offensive teams ranking in the top 10 so could see goals come in in bunches tonight but the the total is pretty high and and you've got to pay about a uh, dollar 30 to win a dollar on uh, over six and a half but i definitely lean that way
2: Okay. Banger of a bet, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Andy, we appreciate it, man. Great seeing you. And again, I predict really big things for you coming up.
5: All right. Thanks for having me on,
2: Bill. At Digital Gambler, Andy McNeil, everybody from north of the border. Doesn't always text you in the morning and say he's got a banger of a bet, but this is one of those mornings. Jeff, we look at the college basketball slate today, and we were were sort of commenting on this last night where it's like, okay, you know, you have all these first four in, first four out, teams on the proverbial bubble thing. But there's always a team or two, right, that makes the ridiculous conference tournament run that nobody sees coming, and they're going to inevitably, whoever that team or teams is, and we'll see if that's the case this year as well, if, if that manifests, they will take away bids, right, that no one saw coming, and some, some of these bubble teams are going to be the, uh, the victims of that. Who, who are the teams right now that you're looking at? You're like, oh. I could see it happening. Could you see Oklahoma? Oklahoma upsetting Baylor yesterday? Could you see them making a ridiculous run to the promised land in the SEC tourney? The Big Excuse 12, me, in but, the Big 12 uh, tourney? Look,
1: if they win today, they played Kansas very well both times. They very easily could have won both of those games, losing by a possession in both of them, the one in Norman and the one at the Fog. Oklahoma's not impossible. the The other The other leagues that you look at, Uh, The a 10 could provide, realistically, actually, if it's not Davidson, the a 10 is going to provide technically a bid stealer because both Dayton and Virginia Commonwealth are on the outside looking in right now. But I thought VCU pre-tournament was a good bet, and I still think they're a good bet today if you want to bet VCU to win the a 10 tournament at the places that still have it. So those would be the places I would look. I don't think you're going to get anything crazy in the SEC. Uh, Big East has four teams left that are already in the tournament. The ACC, Virginia Tech, probably if they win today, probably is enough. They don't even have to have beat. They done, have they done enough? If already? they beat North Carolina, they, they that's probably enough. If they lose today, I would not put them. You in. would not. I would not. No. Okay. By the way, this has
2: nothing to do with that question. But does this Michigan State Wisconsin game feel like a game where Michigan State just shows
1: up for? I don't know. I feel like Izzo does as little coaching as anyone in the country at this point. He <laughs> does nothing. He just stands there and lets his team melt. Uh, <laughs>
2: melt has become your favorite word in all this, uh, I've noticed. Um, was that the Big
1: West? But what about USC, UCLA? Any thoughts there? Pac-12? I will be there. UCLA has played. Uh, UCLA beat them both times. Uh, USC got the money when they played last uh, weekend, covering eight, losing by seven. There's nothing wrong with that number. Six feels right. Nice game to go to tonight, Pac-12. You got too big to go to the Big West with me last
2: night at the wonderful Dollar Loan Center Arena there in uh, Henderson. Enjoy Hawaii's coming from
1: behind victory. Well,
2: I'll tell you exactly what happened. I lasted a half because I was so tired, and I was watching this tennis match melt, to use your word, in front of me, Nuria Parisas-Diaz. And so between the exhaustion and that going against me... And uh, my buddy, who I was there for, was the AD at UC Riverside. Like, he had so many obligations that I was basically there chilling by myself for, for half. I was like, I'm out. It was really the tennis match that got me. But it's fun. Beautiful arena. Have you been? Really nice. Just opened, Gil. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. Like I said, have you been? Come on, get there. Coming back, Dr. Bob. And we'll also talk some soccer with Paul Carr next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
6: The numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting
2: network. BetMGM, official gaming partner of MLS, has a special offer for soccer fans. Just sign up with BetMGM using code VSIN200. And if your first wager is a $10 money line bet on any MLS game, you'll receive $200 if either team scores a goal. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at MGM Resorts. Sign up with BetMGM and use code vesa 200 to win two hundred dollars if either team scores a goal in any MLS game. That's anyone. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Twenty-one years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Another trade in the NFL yesterday, or another big transaction. Khalil Mack, the Chargers finalizing a deal to acquire Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears. Best year with the Bears was his first year, where he was the number two player in the AP Defensive uh, Player of the Year vote, but he really had a good uh, stretch with the Bears. And uh, the Chargers add him to a defensive line with Joey Bosa. So that's their response to Russell Wilson being with the Broncos now, and, of course, Patrick Mahomes still being with the Chiefs, Derek Carr still being with the Raiders, deal with Mack and Bosa now. Should be noted, Jeff, that they got him for a second and a fifth-round pick, or as I like to say it, less than Washington traded for Carson Wentz. Sorry. Had a moment. Apologize. I get it. One's a quarterback, one's not, but you understand what I mean. I always love how certain teams are able to make these these deals for what seems to me to be so little, and then other teams so overpay for stuff drives me nuts ladies and gentlemen from true media networks and the
6: expected value podcast it's paul carr how you doing paul i'm good ready for another crazy weekend basketball soccer everything's going on it's great oh tennis golf
2: basketball more basketball even more basketball uh but for those who want some action in soccer Let's give it to them. First of all, let me just let me just murder myself for a second. The last time you were on, so three days ago, you were here for the Champions League, and I and had I made the silly remark. Can I use the word silly?
6: Yeah.
2: I was like, hey, PSG with all these players, how could they
6: possibly ever lose? And then they go ahead and they lose. How I'm bad is a little that? disappointed in myself because the proper answer to that question was because they are PSG. <laughs> and they're sort of the Gonzaga of Champions League. This is not a perfect analogy, but just in the sense that they're always one of the four or five favorites to win the competition. Uh, they've gone out in the quarters of the round of 16, I think eight of the last 10 years. This is PSG. And even though they've got the talent, they've got the names, they can't get it done. And not just that they don't win the title. That's one thing. But I mean, they've blown massive leads. You know, they were up 2-0 in this series with half an hour left and didn't even get to extra time. Uh, you know, they blew a huge lead. I think it was four goals to Barcelona a few years ago. and Several things like that. So, yes, yeah. they Next a, year? They, yeah. I was going say, next year when I'm thinking about betting on PSG. We need to replay this conversation. To we remind do. Me. <laughs> let's please
2: do. Let's do the whole montage of it. Uh, yeah. They gave him a hat trick in 30 minutes too, right? This past day. Yeah. yeah. Well,
6: and two of those goals, like their keeper and defender literally passed the ball to Real Madrid inside PSG's own box. So it wasn't like, it, it, it wasn't even a, they just got beat. It was, they gave it away. I mean, literally a couple times. I think Gonzag is a little offended by your
2: analogy, by the way. I, I, I yeah. can't blame them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you did make, before we get to your three picks in uh, Premier
6: League, you did make one futures play as well. Yeah, and we'll talk about this because Everton plays this weekend too, and I like betting against them here. But I played them at plus 333 to get relegated a few days ago. I think it's around plus 300, probably closer now, which I still kind of like. I mean, there's basically three teams for one relegation spot because we're assuming Norwich and Watford are going down. And Everton is just a mess. They've lost seven of the last eight. They have two wins since baseball was being played in October. Two wins since then. And they're just—they're not playing well. They have a tough schedule. There's also this complication if they could get some points deducted because the club's losing too much money. Uh, That may or may not be resolved before the season ends, but there's a—it's a non-zero chance that they lose some points for that as well. They
2: take away points if you lose money.
6: Yes, the the league has the Premier League has some profit and sustainability rules as they call them. Wow, interesting. I think the max over like three years is around 100 million pounds. Mm -hmm. And over the previous three years, Everton lost 260 million pounds. Hmm. And there's some mitigating stuff that has to be sorted out with COVID and, and things like that. So this is not a definitive thing. But there's a, it's a non-zero chance they, may li- they might lose you know even just three points, which could easily be enough to you know, drop them one more spot on the table and send them down. So right, right. Me, I
2: played that future at plus 333. Let me ago. write that note down to tell Preston, uh, lose points <laughs> if not sustainable. Uh, just, you know. Just in case that comes
6: up at some point in the future. All right, your three yeah. Premier League picks, what you got? All right, we'll start on Saturday. Uh, Manchester United, Tottenham, I'm playing over two and a half at minus 130. Uh, United's average, th- United games rather, have averaged three goals a game this season. Six straight games have had 2.8 expected goals or more, four of those over three. And Tottenham's playing well. They're running a little bit hot, but they've scored three goals just themselves in three of their last four. And Really, Antonio Conte, their their new manager who came in mid season, has got Harry Kane playing better. He's got nine goals in sixteen games. He's taking better shots, you know, closer to goal, higher percentage of scoring. He's taking more shots and better shots. So the attack for Tottenham is looking like, you know, everyone hoped it would be with Kane and Sang Young Min uh, playing well. So I think there's gonna be goals here. Manchester United's still kind of a mess. Especially we saw against Man City last weekend at the back, and so I like over two and a half goals minus one thirty for me. All right, Man U and Tottenham
2: just on the outside looking in of Champions League position, if you will, at the Premier League standings, and then uh,
6: you have a old both teams to score bet. What do you got? Yeah. Here? So the, the team Man United and Tottenham are chasing really is Arsenal, uh, which has a couple games in hand on each of them. So I like both teams to score in Arsenal Wester City here. Uh, this is relatively straightforward. Leicester's last 19 away games, 17 uh, times, both teams have scored. And both these teams are have decent offenses. They've only been shut out once each in 13 games since Thanksgiving. So I, I think they're both going to score. I know Jamie Vardy's not there for Leicester, but their numbers generally look better without him on the field from an offensive standpoint this season. Arsenal's playing well. I think they'll get a goal. Leicester, yeah, they, they scratch one out almost every game. So I like both teams to score minus 135. All right, and one big dog. What is that? Yeah. So here's, we're going back to Everton here with Everton struggling. I'm going to take Wolf, Wolverhampton to win at Everton on Sunday, plus 235, which I think is a little bit of a generous price They play it even closer to plus 200. Uh, like I said, Everton's lost seven of eight. They brought in Frank Lampard as manager a uh, month and a half or so ago. They've lost four of five under him. And in those five games, they've only scored four goals. And three of those goals were against Leeds, which had a horrendous defense, and they kind of should throw that one out the window. So the other four games, one goal, uh, just haven't been good. Wolves isn't a great team. You know, they're a mid table team. They did put up four against Watford yesterday, but they reliably get like 10 shots, one expected goal ish uh, in almost any game, especially on the road. And given Everton's offensive struggles, I think this makes it, you know, worth a definite play. You know, Wolves gets a goal; it could be a one-nil thing. They scratch out a couple, another one or two. You never know. So yeah, Wolves plus two thirty-five to win at Everton. I like.
2: Why for those of us who are not huge Premier League guys, why would that price be so juicy
6: like that? I, mean, I, I think there's a little bit of brand name. You know, Everton's a bigger name. You know, they haven't been relegated since the '50s, so they've been at the top. Uh, Wolves is not a strong offensive team, and I think that's it. You know, I see. They get. One goal. That's you know they they love the one nil win. Is basically it. So you know if Everton can get one, is Wolves going to get two. So I think that's why the price is decent. But I mean Everton is just such a mess. This could be you know they could be in the middle of a giant free fall that could end in relegation. Uh, so I like going against them here, even on the road with Wolves on the road here. All right, Paul. We appreciate it. Man U, Tottenham over
2: two and a half goals. Uh, minus 130, always shop around for the price. Arsenal, Leicester City, both teams to score at minus 135. And Wolverhampton to uh, beat Everton, plus 235 at Everton. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it as always, man. You bet. Have a good weekend. Paul Carr. At Paul Carr, C A R R. You have a good weekend as well, Jeff. Uh, you had the head-to-head win over our, the great Greg Hoops Peterson in the most plinko of all games yesterday, Texas A&M and Florida. What are your favorite plays day, college hoops?
1: I mean, it was a plinko ending. I was up; they were up fourteen with six minutes uh, to go. That's dime a dozen in college hoops, <laughs> losing a fourteen-point lead. You look up and the lead is gone. So I, I will say this with the first game of the day, yeah. And this was again a, a rare miss. I think from the way this number was set, Illinois opened three and a half against Indiana, which is the same number Michigan closed against Indiana. Illinois and Michigan are not the same basketball team no. quality-wise, so I'm not surprised that this has moved a full, now a full three points to six and a half. Uh, I I bet Illinois last night at the three and a half because I just thought the number was ridiculous. Six and a half. I'd actually come back the other way. So I would consider if you got a, a three and a half uh, last night, you go six and a half with with Indiana uh, on the comeback. Are you, you going to try to play both sides in middle? I, I may go for the pre-flop middle. Why not? Playing both sides. Why, why not? Uh, I will say this uh, cle- cleanly here with a And M uh, and and Auburn. I would not be surprised if A and M wins this game outright. Really, I would not be surprised. I would also not be surprised if Auburn wins Destroys by thirty-five. Them. Yes. So this is just this is one of those weird ones where it's like I'm going to end up. I'll end up on A and M by the time that game tips in an hour. But if they're down, da- if if, they, if Auburn looks like they want to play, that is one that I am fully prepared to just get annihilated. In. All right,
2: more parlay picks coming up later in college basketball. I got my tennis picks as well. Dr. Bob checks in with his college basketball plays of the day. His biggest one, I think, moved massively as soon as he uh, voiced it. But we'll talk about that as well and the ones that are still playable. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports Betting Network.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.